Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are down to just four teams left in college basketball's biggest tournament. BetOnline has you covered with all of the lines, the odds, the props, and more for this championship weekend. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of The Take It. Easy Podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is March 31st, 2022. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever you may be listening. We have a fantastic show coming at you with Morgan from Australia here today on the Take It Easy podcast. We are going to talk about the Kardashians. We're going to talk about Will Smith. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about the world outside of sports on this 899th episode of the Take It Easy podcast. That means episode number 900 is going to drop on April Fool's Day, and that ain't a joke, people. 900 episodes as of tomorrow. So we'll get to Morgan in a little bit, but we have an A block here on today's podcast. We typically have an A block on these here podcasts, especially when there's some sort of news breaking in the world, more specifically news breaking in the NFL. This is the transaction cycle of the NFL. And one of the things that happened yesterday was Bruce Arians decided to up and retire on March 31st. Well, I guess March 30th, March 30th of 2021 or 2022, Bruce Arians just decided to retire. And this went from Tom Brady is retiring to Tom Brady is returning to Bruce Arians is retiring and Tom Brady is still in power with the Tampa Bay organization. Now, Bruce Arians is moving to a front office role, but Bruce Arians is retiring as the power broker within that locker room. And this seems pretty clear to me from the outside. I have no reporting and no sourcing on this to back it up. I'm just a schmuck with a podcast. There was a power struggle there. There had to be a power struggle there because we know from reporting done by uh, not just Mike Florio, but also the the guy who writes in Boston who went on the radio and said Tom Brady was trying to orchestrate his way to Miami and might still be trying to orchestrate his way to Miami. He just didn't get through with it because of all of the Brian Flores stuff that dropped on the day of his retirement 
with the Dolphins organization and the fact that the Dolphins tried to go get Sean Payton and the Saints wouldn't let Sean Payton interview with the Dolphins. And so this is an interesting place where Tom Brady then decides to come back to the Buccaneers when Bruce Arians was adamant he was not going to trade Tom Brady under any circumstances because it was just bad business sense for Tampa Bay. And now Bruce Arians is retiring in the middle of, well, I guess the end of March, but in the middle of the NFL draft process. This is very, very clearly a power struggle that Bruce Arians was willing to just back out of. Bruce Arians has let Todd Bowles take over as head coach at this point, and he was not going to win a power struggle against Tom Brady. And I'm supp- I don't know what his role is going to be as part of the, the front office. I know that that can mean a lot of different things because he's obviously not the decision maker for the organization. Jason Light is. And he's not the second decision maker, I assume. He just has a voice in who they draft, I assume. And then he'll transition out of his role with the Buccaneers. I really, really want someone to report on this. Like, when Tom Brady retired, I said, I can't wait for someone to write a 4,000-word op-ed about what was happening in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer organization. Someone get close to Brady and the power in that organization and Antonio Brown and all of those things and figure out what was going on with that organization because clearly Bruce Arians felt a you know a level of entitlement to some sort of power within the organization and fairness within the locker room where he is more powerful than all of the players and Tom Brady is more powerful than everything except the Buccaneers organization. Like, he is more powerful than the general manager in some respects. He is more powerful than the coach in some respects. He's more powerful than his coordinators in a lot of respects. He's just not more powerful than the owner of the team. And this was the thing Tom Brady was trying to do when he got to Miami, was he got to be essentially the president of the Miami Dolphins. And Tom Brady has the leverage and power to do that if that's what Tom Brady so chooses and that's his step into NFL ownership. Tampa Bay brokered power to Tom Brady in an effort to woo Tom Brady to come to Tampa. Tom Brady, after winning the Super Bowl, did them a solid and negotiated a two-year contract so they they could shoehorn in Chris Godwin on the franchise tag for a new contract. And Tom Brady got to a place where he had so much power in the Tampa organization, more than most players have in most organizations because Tom Brady used free agency as leverage and he delivered the championship in the first season, which results-oriented Tampa's good for the rest of time. And Tom Brady got so much power in the organization to such a point where even before he won the championship, Bruce Arians said, we are not going to sign Antonio Brown. And then three weeks later, they signed Antonio Brown. And that is the workings of Tom Brady having a power-broking situation with Bruce Arians to a point where Bruce Arians threw, or like Antonio Brown stormed out and Bruce Arians told him to get the bleep out. And then Antonio Brown stormed off the field in the same kind of unprofessional conversation of a black man that we're having with Will Smith. And Antonio Brown gets tossed off the, the you know, tossed off the team. And I assume that had something to, to, you know, the negative effects of Brady because Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown because he catches a whole lot of passes. 
And so clearly there was animosity between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. We knew there was animosity between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. The fact that it got to a place where there was pretty clearly a power struggle, because coaches just don't retire in the middle of the draft process. That just doesn't happen. And for Bruce Arians to walk away at that point, and, and by the way, two weeks or three weeks after Tom Brady unrenounces his retirement, after Tom Brady tried multiple times to get to the Miami Dolphins this year while he had an extra year on his contract. By the way, Tom Brady, he is leaving Tampa, I would assume. Unless Tampa concedes more power to Tom Brady, Tom Brady is out of there after the 2023 season. Maybe he retires Maybe he plays quarterback somewhere else. Tom Brady, at 45 years old in August, is leveraging power against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization to such a place where he won a power struggle against the head coach, the 45-year-old quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, won a power struggle against the head coach of the team. That's the most insane thing imaginable and to do it in Tampa and to use his leverage and use his power and if Bruce Ar- I don't know if Bruce Arians gave the ultimatum in this situation but if if they were not going to be able to coexist and Bruce Arians wasn't going to be able to concede wasn't going to be able to run the team he wanted while conceding more power to Tom Brady then Tom Brady won the power struggle he outlasted Bruce Arians when it looked like Bruce Arians was going to win the power struggle in the first place Tom Brady retired tried to navigate his way to Miami with Sean Payton so he could be a general manager or he could be president and Sean Payton could be the head coach of the team they tried to navigate their way to Miami and Stephen Ross was going to oblige by it because, hey, you get big names for the Miami Dolphins, just like he got big name Tyree Kill after the fact. And the, the fact that they were going to try and do that, it didn't work. Tom Brady unretired because he decided Tampa was the next best option. If he couldn't be the, the president of the Dolphins, Tampa was the next best option for Tom Brady. And he presumably pushed Bruce Arians out. And I know it's possible that Bruce Arians up and decided to retire the same way it's possible Tom Brady up and decided to retire. Bruce Arians isn't deciding to retire out of the blue in the middle of the draft process. And two weeks after Tom Brady announces that he's coming back, when we know they've had power struggles for two years within the organization, when Brady first got there in 2020, Bruce Arians was blaming him for not running the offense that was instilled. And when Bruce Arians gave more reins to Tom Brady, the offense improved slightly and they won their last nine games of the 2020 season and win the Super Bowl. And Bruce Arians comes back the next year and he's still in charge and he's the one throwing Antonio Brown off the team and he's the one who's, you know, tearing his Achilles and still coaching on the sidelines and he's demanding everyone be equal. And, you know, Bruce Arians comes from a military background and Bruce Arians you know, is is this Belichickian old school style where there's an interesting change in coaching. I'll just touch on this real quick because there's a lot of stuff in it. But basically, coaching back in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s with football and into the 80s, 90s, like as those people kept staying up there, uh, you have, by the way, I don't think he comes from a military background now that I think about it. That was my apologies there. But it's the idea of the 
singular authority power. And that's the way Bruce Arians has always run it. Bruce Arians has been accused of being an asshole the same way that, um, the same way that, uh, what's his name? The Bruce Arians is accused of being an asshole the same way Bill Belichick is accused of being an asshole. Bruce Arians has the militaristic style of coaching instead of more of the academic style of coaching. You know, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Sean McVay's, whatever you want to call it. The more academic style of coaching because a lot of coaching comes from academia instead of military in the 1990s into 2000s. And one of the things that's interesting about that old guard is the singular authority of the coach wasn't willing to concede enough of the power to make Tom Brady more powerful than the team and then than the, the other players in the locker room and over the general manager of the team, which by the way, Tom Brady is more powerful because Tom Brady, like we're seeing the market change on this. If you have one of those special guys who you can sell, Teams will move mountains to sell their soul to get that guy. They will move mountains and concede so much power to get in the game on that quarterback. And if you aren't willing to compromise your morals and concede all the power to the star, you will lose to the team that isn't willing to do, or you will lose to the team that is willing to do it. And all of that stuff that we talked about with Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, and now Tom Brady at 44, soon to be 45 years old, winning a power struggle against Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians retiring when nobody ever gets dumped at this time of the year. Nobody ever gets dumped because nobody wants the organization in flux like that. And the fact that Tampa is in flux suggests that this was a power struggle. The fact that Brady retired, unretired, and two weeks later, Bruce Arians is retiring. That is the clearest example without any reporting that you can find to a power struggle. And man, do I want someone to report on what is going on in Tampa. Because we know now that Tom Brady was trying to navigate his way to Miami. We know Tom Brady was working behind the scenes. Why would Tom Brady want to leave Tampa? I assume because it's a power move for Tom Brady. is a power upgrade for Tom Brady going to be the president of the Miami Dolphins with a partial ownership stake. Tom Brady can be more powerful than his general manager, his coach, and the fellow players in his locker room, and he can't get to be more powerful than the owner quite yet. But this is the step for Tom Brady towards NFL ownership. It is a step in that that direction. It was trying to do it with Miami, and since he can't get to Miami quite yet, He's going to go back to Tampa, and he's going to force Bruce Arians out the door. That is an amazing power play by Tom Brady, and suggests that Tom Brady knows he's more powerful than everyone in the Tampa organization besides the owner, and he is using that power to his advantage, as he should. Use your leverage, good sir, Tom Brady. I'm just amazed that at 45 years old, you were able to win a power struggle over Bruce Arians, likely at the behest of the owner of the team who looks like he was going to side with Tom Brady through and through in this situation. Bruce Arians clearly thought he was getting his team back, and when Tom Brady decided to come back for good, Bruce Arians decided it wasn't worth it to him, and that is amazing. Like, I don't think people are talking enough about just how insane that story is. I really want someone to put credible reporting behind it so we can know exactly what was going on behind the scenes, even if it seems kind of transparent 
in how the timeline of events played out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because 45-year-old Tom Brady just won a power struggle. Uh, By the way, Tom Brady, who's like the eighth best quarterback in the NFL right now, just won a power struggle against his head coach. He just forced his head coach out. He was beefing with his head coach over who gets the power in the locker room, and he won. Bruce Arians just said, I'm I'm good. I'm not going to keep fighting the fight. I'm not going to keep trying this. I'm good. I'm that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing that Tom Brady was able to win that power struggle against Bruce Arians. So with that, again, also I said I'm surprised more people haven't talked about this. Maybe people will talk about it more now that it's the one-day news cycle, kind of like we did here today. But for the time being, let's switch over to talking with our great friend, Morgan from Australia. Follow Morgan on Twitter. It's the best place to find Morgan's work and fun stuff in the podcast universe. The expansive, ever-growing podcast universe. Hello. Hello. I see the the little audio gag for, or sorry, visual gag that everyone can enjoy because this is an audio platform. You have your gag, Kyle. Not a gag. I've been telling you for months, Kyle. They're actually good at basketball. Fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Good at basketball. First seed in the Eastern Conference. They were first seed yesterday, then they lost, and now they're the fourth Uh, seed. They lost because they didn't play Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Did you just Sorry. did you just quietly do the uh, the Smetty cocky Celtics fan thing right there? I don't. We, do this. I don't do the Smetty anything. Take that we back. only Take lost away. because we didn't have our starters and Robert they, Williams they, got hurt. Yeah, they, well, they didn't play the, the the only two players you say that they have. Yeah, why, why would it, why would it matter that Robert Williams got hurt? He's not a good player. You said no, he's not a good offensive player. No, you, no. You have you said literally we've only got two players, and that. So imagine having only having two players and still being the best team in the East for a day. For a day, for a day, and you guys are you guys are better than I thought. I will concede oh, better than I thought. Yeah. That is my apology. I thought you were the seventh best team in the East, and it turns out you're either the fourth or fifth best team in the East. That no, is an apology. You're such an idiot. Like, <laughs> how am I such you, an idiot? The here? fact that you talk about sport every single day and you still can't see a good basketball team right in front of your eyes is just fourth like, or fifth is really good. No, what what is bad about being fourth or fifth? God, it's wrong. <laughs> your opinion is wrong. I mean, that's not terrible, though. That's really good. That's a second up, round Kyle. exit. Kyle, I will slap you. You can't do that, though, can you? We'll that's a, are they better than the 76ers? No. Are they better than the yes. Milwaukee Bucks? No. Are they better than Brooklyn? I'd argue no if Kevin Durant's there, but it's Brooklyn closer than people them, think. Whatever. You can do standings, and that feels good because that's your what team you're doing. is doing. That's what standings. you're constantly doing. You're constantly going, you're the fourth or fifth best team, blah, 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 standing, standings. They're better than Miami. Yeah, Miami. I could, I could hear an argument on Miami. I could absolutely be convinced on Miami. That's why I said fourth or fifth. Like they're not better than Brooklyn, even though it's closer than most people think. They're not better than Milwaukee, and they're not better than Philadelphia. But I can be convinced on Miami. And the fact yeah, that's even a possibility is a huge trash. Deal. Trash. Philadelphia is not trash. Everyone's everyone's just whole city of Philadelphia. Trash. I mean, Philadelphia is a city. 
I've heard it's I've heard not lovely things about it as a city, but Philadelphia as a team, good enough to go to the championship. Celtics almost maybe, good enough maybe, to go to a championship. Maybe that time the ball just bounced really funny and they didn't go to the championship. <laughs> I look like I'm in like a cave right now, so I'm just gonna you turn my like visual off. Evil. The, the, the sun is setting right matter? into no my window right it. now. Yeah, the, the sun is setting. I'm looking at myself and I'm horrified by myself because it's just the worst lighting in the world because oh, the God. sun is setting right in my face. It's so great. Let's, <sighs> let's all sit in the dark then. Let's all sit in the I just turned my camera off. Now it looks like I'm normal. Anyways, uh, Boston is really good. And remember, we were having the debate about how good Jason Tatum is relative to everyone else. Uh-huh. That's still a, he's in a better place now than he probably was before. And I know I'm not I know I'm not a small sample size guy, but Jason Tatum is better than I thought. Jalen Brown, better than I thought. The Boston Celtics, better than I thought. That doesn't mean you're better than Milwaukee, because I have years of evidence to suggest that that's probably not going to work in your favor. Whatever. I'm here to flex. Flexing on these bitches. Boston. If your third best scorer is Derek White and your two best scorers are not named Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, your chances are Boston. less great ah, to win a championship. Back. Okay. Okay. Boston is back. Yeah. Boston is back without trading anyone significant. You know, who el- you know who else says their team is back every three weeks? The Chicago Bulls. Are the Chicago Bulls ever back? No. The Chicago Bulls are just irrelevant. Exactly. You guys no. are, you know, they another team win. that, you know, another team that only has two scorers that are both scoring 25 points a game? The Chicago Bulls. I, the fact that you're comparing us to the Chicago Bulls is just embarrassing for you. I'm just honestly. saying you're going to match up in the first round and you guys With will the Chicago Bulls, the yawn. You will probably win. Is it a guarantee that you'll win? No, but you'll probably win. There are no guarantees in life, Kyle. Of course there aren't, but basketball playoff series are more of guarantees than other parts of life. As long as, see, that's the one part about the Celtics that's good. Like you can lose Robert Williams or you can have like Derek White be your third best scorer, but in the playoffs, you do really only need two or even one scorer. So like that will resolve itself. As long as they can play pretty good defense, they'll at least have a chance. Like once you and, get to the playoffs, say only, the Boston yeah. Celtics are pretty good at defense, aren't they? Do you want to find some stats to show that? No, that they they are number one in defense. Yeah. Now they, they don't the have Robert Williams at anymore. Defense. At least they they won't have Robert Williams for like the first two rounds of the playoffs. Please refer to him as his proper name, Time, Time Lord. Lord. Yeah. So they won't have Time Lord for the playoffs, which means that Daniel Tyus is going to be playing center Tice. again. And Tyus, whatever. And it's you know it's not going to work out great for you guys. But the good news is, Can if you're going to have away a, and then trade it back, if yeah, and they traded Schroeder, they they could use Schroeder right now. Now that they yeah. don't have any offense, they could use Schroeder. Yeah, well, things were bad when we had Schroeder, so. Yeah, but your third best score again, your third best scorer is Derek White. That's doesn't matter. Derek White was the third best scorer on the Spurs. One game. Yeah, but it's the NBA regular season. They've lost one game. Relax. Okay, okay. You guys are as good as the Utah Jazz, which means you're probably gonna get bounced in the second round. We just beat them, so yeah. Okay, yeah. We just we just went on a trip and beat everybody. 
Anyway. Yeah. Again, it, it you can have a mediocre offense, and as long as you have a dude who you can guarantee will score thirty three a night in the playoffs, you're gonna at least be a little bit better. The Celtics are probably a little bit better equipped for the playoffs. Better than Milwaukee? No, they have that gigantic freak that scores 37 and a half points a game and blocks shots with a broken leg, but they're still in a pretty good position. Much he better than that. shots with his leg? No, he has a, you know, his leg was bent like a flamingo, as a meme uh, calls it. Now, you know what? Giannis does block shots with his leg. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he can jump so high that he blocks shots with his leg like, he, like okay. he's kicking it. Okay, that's, ki- that's, that's a kick ball. That's your ball. This show is presented by Athletic Greens. We've told you about Athletic Greens before. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get your body right. Athletic Greens is one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D. That's 365 days worth of athletic greens. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can also use the link in the description to this episode. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You got your Celtics rant out of the way. I didn't rant. You you are ranting. Yeah, I know. Stupid position. We'll see. We'll see. Because this is a no-win position for me, though. Exactly right. I've only been proven right after right after right. But when I get proven right in the playoffs, I don't get to win because you're just like, whatever. We were still proven. I would never say whatever. I would never say whatever. Anyway, next. Next. Slap someone. Mm. Do you, we did. We never talked about this on the podcast. This is a good place to circle back around. Yeah, Will Will Smith slapped someone, and like your country didn't see it live. Sad. I didn't see it live. I've I found out the next morning after I recorded Monday's podcast. I recorded a podcast, then checked Twitter and found out that was a thing that happened. Yeah, but like (laughs) censorship is such a real thing in America that you didn't even see it. No, we did see the slap. We did get the slap. We just didn't get the the f bomb afterwards. We just kind of panned oh, out. Oh that. yeah, right. It's okay to assault someone. It's not okay to swear. I don't think they could. Ju- I don't think they could dump it fast enough. I don't think they could dump the slap fast enough. What do you mean he walked walked all the way from his seats? Please. Yeah, but they. I mean, they they had seven well. seconds. They had seven seconds. I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was it was weird, but thank you, thank you, Australia, for that contribution. Actually, this is a well, good place to bring it up. Thank you, and thank you, Japan, for for giving us that audio that can or that visual that can circulate on Twitter. Yeah, you're welcome. Because we were just like, the fuck's going on here? Well, who had a play? Well, did you watch it live or did you watch it later? I was at work, <laughs> and I was on lunch break. At a shop, at a like a shopping mall, on lunch, and like Twitter just like exploded. And okay, I'm like scrolling nice. through, and like Sarah Spain's like, "That was real." Oh my god, and all this shit. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" 
And everyone was like talking about it, but I couldn't see a clip. And then I saw somebody in the comments had posted a clip from Australian TV. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a big deal until I heard the Levitard show. I just thought it was like, oh, this is a thing that happened. But I'm not good at gauging these pop culture things. It was I didn't realize it was it was a where were you when this happened moment. I realize that now, but like like for Twitter, like everyone who was on Twitter was kind of like, okay, this is why I love Twitter. I'm thinking like of the cliche TV show where it's like Twitter is blowing up at this thing. Like, I don't know if you ever watched Brockmire, but when Brockmire has the scene with the old Braves broadcaster and he basically like points out that he's a racist in his last broadcast and breaks up a no hitter, like where everyone's like, look how viral Twitter is going. That's kind of what I felt like is like, oh, you just broke Twitter with whatever you're doing. Yeah. It it, it broke Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, you just broke Twitter. It literally broke after all the comments. It's great. It's so great. But, like, if it hadn't been anyone else, it would, I don't just don't think it would, would have been as funny because, like, you needed the context of their relationship and to have known, <laughs> like, to have that kind of backstory of, what Jada and Will's relationship is to see her look at him and be angry and have him go from laughing to slapping a man. <laughs> only, only Billy Gill's version of making it just stone cold Steve Austin wrestling where Will Smith breaks out of a cop car, runs on stage, catches a beer out of midair and then to collect his Oscar would have been better if they just leaned all the way into it, which I, I'm intrigued by the idea of do they want the smoke or not? Like it was really good for the Oscars. People are probably at least a few people are going to watch next year just because of it. It's not necessarily the smoke they wanted, but it's the smoke that they got. And so now they get like this giant boost in viewership after Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. And now it's an international incident in which we want to take away people's trophies, except for the fact that Harvey Weinstein and Mel Gibson got to keep their trophies. But you should totally have Chris Rock host next year. Mike. Oh, just sink into it. I mean. If, if they had humor about it, they would sink into it. But I don't know if they want the smoke. That's the part that I'm interested about. Well, the academy full of white people. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that I was thinking about. Would it have been funnier or less funny if two white people had slapped each other? Uh, I don't know. No comment. <laughs> no. I don't think there's a place where I should say yes or no on that. Yeah, that was something I'm like, I don't know if it makes it funnier or less funny, but yeah, we're kind of in that weird place with it. Um, Somebody slapped Amy Schumer? Funnier. Is it? uh, I know we're in 2022 and like the slapping woman thing is a little misogynistic, but even still, I'm not sure how funny that would have been. Women slapping women? Why is that misogynistic? No, just anyone slapping women. But No, I don't think a man should have slapped a woman. Yeah, man shouldn't have slapped a woman, but that's the same idea of like it's 2022 and we're kind of playing out of that stereotype a little bit. Not necessarily that you should hit anyone, but it's just a both can be true at the same time. It's a misogynistic stereotype no, but, and but, you shouldn't but, hit people. But, but people don't think that. People think that Will Smith was within, was within his right. If we're talking about misogynistic, having to get up and defend your wife's honor by slapping another man, that's misogynistic. 
Like, yeah. If she's got a problem, defend herself. What? what, what? I don't think this generation's going to win that one. Like, for example, I try not to say bitch because I don't know what context it's appropriate for me to say it. If it's derogatory to someone, I shouldn't say it. But if it's just saying it as like a phrase, then I'm cool saying it. But I don't think the generation, this generation is going to win that one. I don't think this generation is going to win the you should not defend your wife's honor because your wife doesn't need to be defended in that way. She didn't need to be defended in that way. It was pathetic. He wasn't defending her honor. He was defending his own ego. And yet, according to Dan Levitard, a lot of people were coming to the defense of Will Smith on defending your wife and defending your wife's honor. Apparently, I didn't see it. I'm just taking this secondhand from Dan Levitard. But apparently, that's what a lot of people were saying. I enjoyed all the tweets about how Will Smith was defending somebody else's woman. <laughs> is is future the one future had the thing with um, with Scottie Pippen's wife, right? That wasn't Jada Pinkett, right? With Laza. Okay. Uh, I know. Laza La- is a bit of a hoe. I will she, keep was that like in mind. Ka- she was like Kardashian adjacent. But then there's been like rumors that she tried to dip her toes into um, Kardashian pools, perhaps, and is no longer Kardashian adjacent. Laza Pippen. Yes, Larsa Pippen, who I know Scotty Pippen had, or Future had something there. I know she was dating Malik Beasley, which was kind of weird because Malik Beasley was like 22 and she's like 46, but Malik Beasley, she's not 46. She doesn't look it. Uh, Let's, let's look up. Is this going to be like a a Del Curry situation where I'm just surprised by it? Larsa Pippen is 47. Yeah, but she doesn't look it. She looks, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah, I get that. It's just 25-year age gap. And Malik Beasley doesn't look 22 either. Malik Beasley is a gigantic human being who plays for the shitty, well, I guess no longer shitty Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, and so that, that's her criteria. Gigantic human, plays basketball. Tick, tick. Yes, but it's like a stepping stone, right? It's like Malik Beasley, you know, three years later, you find yourself dating, I don't know, Devin Booker. Is Devin Booker immune to the Kardashian curse, by the way? I feel like that's a thing that's going to happen here. I don't think. I don't, what do you mean? Isn't he dating a Jenner? Kendall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devin. Even though, like, every time every time Dan talks about Kylie Jenner, <laughs> Devin Booker makes me feel. Yeah, but Kylie Jenner, she's still with Travis Kylie. Scott. No, she's not. Who is she with now? I, no, she was with Travis Scott. She just had a baby with him, but I think they, their relationship's a bit rocky. Uh, okay. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. <laughs> their relationship's a bit rocky. Um, oh, their relationship's a bit rocky. I thought you were saying he's with ASAP Rocky. And, and, no, then I said ASAP Rocky because I was being an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Things. She's with Travis Scott. She's got two kids with him now. But uh, Kendall and D Wilk, I don't know. Maybe that's going to work out. <laughs> But isn't it like Kendall went from like Blake Griffin to wasn't the joke like she went from Blake Griffin to Ben Simmons to Devin Booker? And it's like each time it was like a slight upgrade. Well, I don't know why it's a joke. Like that's just what happened. Yeah, I know. But like they they increased by basketball star. It's like you you leave one person to step up to the next basketball star. Yeah. I know it's I know it's probably just a coincidence, but it's just I, I thought we weren't doing misogynistic things here. 
I thought we weren't, but that's what the internet keeps saying. Many <laughs> not smart basketball people are saying this. Not smart people are saying that she took a downgrade when she went from Blake Griffin to Ben Simmons. You know, we can also smart people are that. saying that. I do, under, I do understand the argument that Ben Simmons. Blake Griffin's a Hall of Famer? Everyone's a Hall of Famer. Okay, I guess that's fair. I, I was going to say, we can make the argument Blake Griffin's peak was better <laughs> he than... He absolutely is if Stan has a vote. <laughs> that was the other thing. I think it was when Blake Griffin was on the Pistons that they ended up breaking up. I was like, that's that's kind of the like end of the road, Blake. I think Blake Griffin actually made a second team All-NBA with the Pistons. I think that's a real thing that happened, but I need to double check that. But I think I could get behind Blake Griffin's peak was better than Ben Simmons's peak. Either way, Kendall Jenner, Devin Booker, I'm shipping it. Is that what they yep, say? 2019, he made All-NBA third team while a member of the uh, Detroit Pistons. Riveting stuff. Yeah. Blake Griffin did have a, at least a, one good run with the Pistons where they were the eighth seed in the playoffs and I think lost to Giannis's Bucks. But he made all of the money then, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, did I think he made all the money. I know they did a Thank buyout, you, but I think he made all the money. Thank you, Stan. And he did trade Tobias Harris, and then the Clippers traded Tobias Harris for, I don't know, like, is it Landry Shamet? I don't know. They got something. They got something for Tobias Harris and when they traded him to the 76ers. I just don't know what it was. Okay. Ruining stuff. Anyway, back to Kendall Jenner. She wore an okay. amazing dress to the Vanity Fair um, after party. Amazing. Was that the Was that the thing that, that I saw the the Bill Murray clip going viral? Was that the Vanity Fair thing? Don't know. What, okay. Well, I I just what, have no comment. Did, I can follow up with that on. What That's did Bill Murray a, do? Tell me more. Uh, there's a video somewhere on the internet. I think Master Tess uh, Master Tess Fassian. I, I always hate pronouncing his last name, but he, oh, he re- I've I've spoken to him. He was on our podcast. Yeah, let's see. You've interviewed him, you said? Yep, on our podcast. Yep. I wish he was around more on the Levitard show. Um, let's see. Really yeah, he... Crypto. Huh? He loves crypto. He does love crypto. I have seen that. Um, yeah, he posted some video of it. I should try and find it again. But he posted the video of Bill Murray kind of like... Oh, yeah. It was Van- uh, or Variety? No, it was Vanity Fair. Yeah, it was just Bill Bill Murray basically just walked behind someone's photo shoot. I think it was um I don't I don't know, maybe you can tell me who it is, but there's someone he he just walked behind someone's photo shoot at the Vanity Fair thing. It was just like, "What's up? Don't mind me. I'm just Bill Murray. I'm trolling everyone. I'm just going to be old guy living in a shack." Bill Murray is basically the E-Trade baby from that commercial. He's basically just like, I'm going to go live in a ca- in a cabin somewhere. If you want to pay me a bunch of money for your movie, go ahead. So he, he walked past multiple people. At the end, he walked past um, Courtney and Travis too. Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. And Travis who? Barker. Travis Barker. Is that the drummer? Yeah, that's the drummer. Okay. I only I only know him because he's he just released a song with 24k golden. Okay, cool. I don't know who that is. Ah, uh, you gotta you gotta get up to date on your pop music. 24k 24k get up golden. to date on my pop music. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
24K Golden is one of like the the 10 most famous pop artists today. It's like Olivia Rodrigo, Lil Nas oh, X. Then like a depressing songs. Then like a tier below that is 24K Golden. And his voice is amazing. Okay. Right, right. I'm on to it. I'm getting to it. In the meantime, Travis Barker engaged to Courtney Kardashian. Good for him. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a lateral move for him. Um, no, it's not. Have you seen his ex? I No, I clearly have not. No. This is not my universe. I'm Shana. Shana Mokla, I think. Shana Mokla. All right. Let's see. Shana. I think she was on Celebrity Mokla. Big Brother recently. Good for her. Uh, yeah. Celeb Big Brother. Yep, you're right. Uh, okay, here she is. You got to get it up today. You have to get up today with your reality TV. Nah, I'm good. I'll pass. I'll pass it. I'm I'm cool just knowing the sports people so that I can keep a conversation with someone that, you know, some for some people the first thing they think of when they hear Devin Booker is that he's dating Kylie, Kylie Jenner. So He's not. Good. He's dating Kendall Jenner. Stop saying that. Damn it. You're right. Wrong one. Oh, do you know who else was on that? That season of Celebrity Big Brother? <laughs> who was on that season of Celebrity Big Brother? Was it Rometta World Peace? Was it Ricky Williams? No, he's, he's, they've already been on it. No? Okay. The one that married Chloe. What's his name? The one that married Chloe? Travis Barker? No, the, the Laker. was Lamar Odom. Oh, Lamar Odom. Damn, he really needed that paycheck. Uh, poor yeah, Lamar but The whole time he was just like on it, like saying about how much he loves Chloe, like the whole time. <laughs> Oh, that makes me sad. It was, All it of was Lamar really Odom makes me sad at this point, but that makes me sad. Hmm. Lamar Odom, was Lamar Odom great at basketball? I'm not actually sure. Was Lamar oh, Odom? I saw him live once. You saw him play basketball live one time? Yep. Was that the same time you got poisoned in San Francisco? No, I was four then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Lamar, Odom, it's been a while since Lamar Odom played no. basketball. No, it was against the Detroit Pistons. And um, Kobe shot 40. And Lamar Odom played. Okay. Lamar Odom did win sixth man of the year. We want tacos. Ah, yes. We want tacos. What a throwback. We want tacos. It used to be like if the Lakers scored 100 points, you would get tacos. We got 100 points because they scored. Yeah. Yeah, like the modern NBA has changed so much. I think I saw like the the Nets scored like 150 in regulation the other day. It's just like, damn. Yeah, they they have to change it now where it's like, if you hold your opponent to 125 points, you can get free tacos. Or if they miss like, if they miss a free throw in the the last two minutes or something. Is it even worth it to jack in the box anymore? Like I know the taco thing worked a while ago. Is it even worth it to keep doing the tacos? Cause like they do know. it, they do it at Padres games too, where it's like a uh, home run smack. You get a free jumbo Jack and it's like, yeah. okay, is it really worth it for all the jumbo Jack promotion? Is it? Do I must be? I guess. Or are they just kind of coasting along from 15 well, years I guess, ago? I, well, I guess anyone that does turn up to get their free taco then buy something else that goes with it. Don't they? I think you have to in order to claim your taco. Well, there you go. See, easy. Free money. Yeah. But you also have to spend money for all this advertising in mostly Southern California. That's right. Go spend money to make money. 
Anything else on your mind? On my no, but I really do recommend turning the lights out. Now that I've done that, like it's really nice. <laughs> Podcasting in the dark is really calming. It's quite nice. We're gonna do podcast ASMR yeah. while we're both yeah. sitting in the Pod- dark. Podcast after dark. <laughs> Mine's a little oh, no, lighter. You're in. You're in the light now. What do you mean? Yeah, well, that's because it's still light outside. Later. Yeah, oh. the, the, the sun's not in my eyes anymore. But no lights are on in my apartment. For some reason, I was confused as to why it was still light outside till I remembered it was 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 5 p.m. on the West Coast. It's, it's clearly still light out. It's light until like 7.30 where I am. Oh, it's light until 8.20 where I am. Good for you. Well, yep. Once we get to the summer, it'll be nine o'clock where I am. Yep. It's the, the weather's changing. It's starting to get cooler here. Lovely. I love that we're doing weather talk in different parts of the world now. So I'm going to a memorial service tonight for one of the best sports people to have ever represented my country. You're going to their memorial service. Yeah, to their public public memorial service at um, the Melbourne Cricket Ground tonight. Um, Shane Warne, who was one of the greatest, five greatest cricketers of all time, died a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they're having a memorial service tonight where 50,000 people are going. And so I'm going to that. Rest in power. Rest in power, the king. Um, but there will be like musical tributes. There'll be like, I don't know speeches and songs and whatever but um Elton John Chris Martin Ed Sheeran I don't know if they'll be there but they're performing somewhere Jesus Christ wow yeah because they were his friends Jeez. I mean I assume this guy is a really famous cricketer so the most I, famous yeah the most famous cricketer and happened to come from Australia mm-hmm. yep damn yeah. Ed Sheeran, so, that's a good, that's a big get. That's a well, big Ed, get. Ed Sheeran's his friend. They all were. Yeah, I, I oh. imagine. Oh, Except they're all English people, which is kind of funny. That all, all British people are going to this, are performing at this Australian funeral, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, he he was engaged to Liz Hurley at one stage, shame on. I have no idea who that is. She was, ma- oh, she was, you don't know English people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Was it Liz she Hurley? She was in... Liz Hurley, she was in Austin Powers. Oh, wait, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. I mean, just from Austin Powers. It's the only thing I know her from, but still, I know who that is. Yeah, he was engaged to her for a while. Yeah, I guess my only knowledge of uh, my only knowledge of English, uh, you know, English pop culture is when it translates over to America. So, like, I guess only big. I don't even know American pop culture. So you got to be like Idris Elba to translate all the way over to me. Okay. Well, anyway, so Shane Warne is yeah having a memorial service tonight, and I, my mum wanted. I'm. There's not my choice to go, but my mum wanted to go, so I have to take my mum. Yeah, I imagine this is an older fellow, so. Not, oh, no, he's fifty. He was fifty. Like oh, oh, wow. Okay, so we we got yeah. this. We got the. I guess that's from your childhood, then. Yeah, he might, yeah, massive from my childhood. Like, yeah. Well, that oh, explains right. why was... fifty thousand people are going to show up. Yeah, this is a this is a dying young, and when you die young, you you become an immortal. 
Yeah. I forgot who said was. that. He, he already would have been anyway. Like in they had the five, uh, this Wisden, whoever they are, they um, did a thing of the five greatest cricketers of the 20th century. And he was was voted as to be one of them. He was only halfway through his career at the time. He hadn't even finished playing and was already deemed that. That um, is impeccable. Reinvented a certain way of bowling that um, that no one else has ever been able to reproduce. And he was incredible. And so. So he's yeah. the Clayton Kershaw of cricketing. Uh, if Clayton Kershaw was somebody that everyone in the whole of the United States knew. Everything yeah, but I can't think. Of, I can't think of any other example. I mean, Steph so, Curry would be so the, like the Shane Warne would have been out. Michael Jordan, but he also like changed the game, or at least yeah. did something that no one else yeah. could replicate. That's what I just thought of with Kershaw. Yeah. like no one is same, able to. Replicate but at the same time, everybody in this country knew him, and mm-hmm. everybody recognized him. And so if Clayton Kershaw played football, that's what you're saying. But 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 it, like he transcend transcended sport. Like, it, he was bigger than sport. He was amazing. He was Elton John famous. Oh, he was Elton John famous. That's impeccable. Um, anyway, so that that's what my day is going to consist of. Great. Good for you. That sounds yeah, quite lovely. It'll be, it'll be whatever. It'll be nice to uh, reminisce. It, it's very sad that he has gone so soon. Of course. When you said 50, that, that's kind of where it hits home a little bit with the immortality. Yeah. Uh, not really not really the best thing, right? Like, is yeah. dying young stinks and then you get to be the immortal thing. Like, this is the whole Kobe Bryant syndrome over again, which is when you die young, then all of a sudden you get to become immortal and everyone will mourn your death because there was so much left short. Yeah. And, like, he, he had his faults and and made his mistakes and that kind of thing. But at the same time, everybody loved him. Like he was a good person, good man. And it's sad to see him gone. I don't know how to transition off of that. So maybe we just end the podcast there. (laughs) Lakers are losing by 26. (laughs) Oh, well, their season died quick too. (laughs) Ayo, Ayo. Did you see AD in those jorts? What the fuck? Okay, this is okay. This is also 76ers Bucks are playing not on on national television because the Lakers are getting killed. This is something I would like to put out into the universe. It is maybe the most unpopular opinion that I have had and I I have already workshopped this with people. They disagree. Anthony Davis has drip. Anthony Davis does not have drip. This is a ridiculous comment. Anthony, remember when Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis wore the Anthony brick Davis. outfit to to Christmas Day game? I thought that was cool. No, what he wore this week, where he <laughs> wore jorts and an ugly Christmas sweater. That seems cool to me. Remember when Kyle Kuzma wore the giant pink pink jacket? I thought that was cool. And so <laughs> you, just you do think dumb ugly stuff. things are cool. No, it's not that it's ugly. I just think different things are cool. No, this was ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Those jorts, the outfit, everything about it was ugly. Dude. Well, looking up Anthony Davis jorts doesn't give me much of a response there, but maybe maybe Twitter will help me out there. I saved the picture. I'll send it to you, Twitter. It was just gross. It was really ugly. (laughs) 
I said, yeah, in Twitter DMs. It's just terrible. I mean, oh, I see now. I see. He looks like a backup dancer in like a 1970s music video. He does. He looks trash. I think he looks kind of cool. That's a drip. No, 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 no. He looks kind of cool. I also like that the Pelicans are still mad about that. The Pelicans are still mad about the whole that's all folks thing. It's so strange. It's so strange. And Anthony Davis is just stuck there and the Lakers don't know what to do. Well, bad luck. Sucked in. Yeah, but the Pelicans also just have, you know, (laughs) the Pelicans just have Brandon Ingram still. And I love Brandon Ingram. He's one of those baby Lakers from my childhood. And also (laughs) he was a baker from my childhood. And also, why is he always the best player on every team he's ever played on? And this is a fun fact. If if the Pelicans make the play in tournament this year, it will be the first time ever that Brandon Ingram has made the playoffs in his career. And he's in like year seven now. He's always been the best player on every team he's played on. It's so dumb. Okay. Um. So speaking of Bakers, has Baker got a team yet? Nope. It looks like the latest report is the Browns might keep him into the season and wait for some team to tear his ACL and some quarterback to have their... You know their their team have their quarterback tear his their ACL so that Baker can slide in. It's not going to be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. Well, that's where I'm putting my money. Oh, okay. I don't I don't like playing this game, but I also like playing. You're the this one game. that brought it up. <laughs> no, but because that's what they're gonna. They're, that's what they're gonna played, do. That's what the they're death, gonna do. Ever played the deathless game? That's a morbid game to play. No, this well, the jo- other joke I have is that it's, I mean, it doesn't work anymore because of mutual disinterest between Baker and the Panthers, which is just both of you deserve each other. I would like to yeah, put that like, out into the universe. It sounds like you see, this is another reference that you won't get of Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow is consciously uncoupling. That was what they called their breakup. And that's what it yeah. sounds but it, it's, it sounds like. It's like one big game of musical chairs and then like it's Jimmy G and Baker and then just sitting there is Ben McAdoo and they're both just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. but um, yeah, no, they're, they're going to wait for, so- okay, we're going to play the game of who's going to get injured. If I'm the Titans, I'm trying to upgrade from Tannehill, like just get a solid, like Logan Woodside is your backup. You might as well just like take one year of Baker. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, well, the Saints just signed the Red Rifle today, so I think they're good now. Andy, yeah, the Saints signed that? Andy Dalton. How about that? I'm happy with that. I take that. <laughs> you, you guys <laughs> are the thrilled. Bears now. How sad is that? You guys are the Bears now. The Bears signed Andy Dalton last year to be their guy, and then uh, the Saints we are didn't just sign him as their now. fucking first quarterback. You idiot. I they mean, did. <laughs> I mean, him and Jameis. I mean, oh, it's just it's not great. But Andy yes, Dalton it is. is a- it's great. It's great. It's a much better scenario than any of the others that we were looking at. Thank you very much. That's a low bar to hit. Anyone else? Being the Falcons and Panthers is a low bar to hit. <laughs> I'm not being. We're nowhere near the Fal- Falcons and Panthers. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's a low bar to hit, but you have. I was just saying. I was bar. glad that we have that we have Jameis as our quarterback rather than the alternative, which we were trying to get. Kyle. Who who Kenny Pickett? No. Who are you trying to get? 
Oh, Deshaun. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, oh, fuck. Tyree Kill also is the highest paid receiver in the NFL now. That was yeah. that was messed up. And too. I, I absolutely hated, hated the reaction show the Libertad put out there. Oh, uh, we made the same. I made the same mistake. So last Wednesday, I was mediating conflict between some people that uh, that I, you know, outside of this podcast world, I do have a real life. I'm, I don't just mm-hmm. go into a vacuum afterwards. I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I need 10 minutes. And I, I like forgot to mention, oh, yeah, Tyree Kill has uh, you some, forgot to mention stuff. Despite me past. being a weekly, a, a weekly occurrence on this podcast where I talk about how much I hate him every week, Kyle. I forgot, yes, and I felt bad about that. And then, nice. then I waited I wish, four days. I wish before... I was a male who had the who had the just ability to be able, able to forget these. Not things. only that, I then nice. waited four days before doing the forty minute. Let's talk about the Tyree Kill stuff. Which, by the way, I forgot about the tape. Like when when you talk about how much you hate Tyree Kill, I forgot about the tape of him basically saying you need to be afraid you be of scared me too. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. B word. You should be scared to B word. And because that's a denial, isn't it? I forgot. I've forgotten about that. I forgot that Michael Hardman was drafted because Tyree Kill was on administrative leave. Like I, I forgot about all of that stuff. And I was doing a podcast when that happened. I still forgot about all of that stuff. That's okay. Yeah. The things for you men to remember. We, we 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 could have done better, but we did correct it. We market corrected by spending thirty five minutes talking about it on Tuesday. Four days later. Four days later. Okay. Yes, yeah. we did market correction. Well done. A little too late, but we overcompensated, just like Will Smith. No, he didn't overcompensate. He didn't even thank his wife in his Oscar speech because you know what? Him getting up there to slap Chris Rock wasn't about her. No, it wasn't. It was about him getting memed for having to take it. It wasn't about her. It was about his ego. Yeah. It had had nothing to do with her. (laughs) Yes, you are correct. It had nothing to do with his wife, but that's okay. Um, And Will Smith is... Like you know what? For more what insights. were we talking about before that? Were we talking about Anthony Davis's? How did I get to? Ty- oh, we were gonna play the game of quarterbacks who are gonna get hurt. I forgot. Right? Who are quarterback? Who's quarterback who's gonna get hurt? Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's a good bet. That's a good bet. I don't know if I can top that one. Which, in that case, you should have just gotten Jimmy Garoppolo in the first place. If you're, if you're Washington, cost the same amount. You could have gotten him for like a slightly less pick. Could have just done the same thing. Stupid. Stupid. But at least now we know now we know quarterback purgatory because Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy G are all getting traded for the exact same thing. So at least Quirg- we know they're all Quirgatory. in the same tier. What? Quirgatory. Purgatory. Quarterback purgatory is quirgatory. Quirgatory. I, I I knew you did the combined word thing. I just wasn't sure how you did it. 